the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Blessed are the peacemakers, those who understand that the source of peace is Jesus. So they live their life in such a way to make sure that those around them, that they've done everything they can to live at peace. Why? Because peace with God should give us the peace of God. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis been looking at the unchanging nature of God and the unchanging benefits of following after him and they are many that's the journey we've been taking through the advent when you follow after God when you know Jesus you can experience an unchanging hope and and so you can sing as we do in our church all my hope is in Jesus when you follow after God, when you know Jesus, you can experience a a never-ending faith. And, And so you can say, even when the difficulties come, my faith is in Jesus. And when you follow after God, when you know Jesus, you can say, as we found last week, there is unceasing joy. So I want to remind you of that phrase, don't be afraid choose joy. Let's say that together. Don't be afraid. Choose joy. I wonder if you did like I did and you set some joy alarms this week at 210 so so you could choose joy each and every day. I, I think that'll make a difference. I pray you continue to choose joy. Remember what joy is according to that great definition from Miss Kay Warren. It's the settled assurance that God is in control of every detail of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything will be all right and the determined choice to praise God in all things. Oh, dear friends, choose joy. I've spent my life around church folks like us, and too often, even those who profess to know Jesus Christ don't seem to possess his joy. But there's another struggle that seems to be common among professing Christians, and that is a lack of peace. Different things, the things around us, the circumstances of a life have come in and robbed us too often of the peace that God intends for us. And so today, we talk about peace. It's been my experience that on a lot of occasions, people look for peace in the wrong places. We look to our governments or to elected officials to bring peace. And all you have to do is recognize that the world is filled with wars, literal and figurative, and you realize that that's not the answer. Surprisingly, we look to broken people like ourselves, other relationships for peace. And if that's all we're doing, that rarely works out. 
And then way too often, as a result of our hurts, our habits, hang-ups in our life, we try to self-medicate and cover our lack of peace with food or drugs or alcohol. And that never brings lasting peace. In fact, today there's one truth that I I want you to understand. I'm going to say this a bunch, so here it is, get it. Scripture teaches us uh, that the source of peace is, is not a pill or a program or a philosophy. The source of peace is a person and his name is Jesus. Isn't that a great truth? When I was growing up, uh, everybody had bumper stickers. And I remember seeing the bumper sticker that said, no Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. And that seems like an oversimplification, but I've found that to be true. It's a scriptural principle. It expresses what we're trying to understand. Remember that scripture teaches us that the source of peace is not a pill or a program or a philosophy, but the source of peace is a person and his name is Jesus. So here's the question. Do you know Jesus? Not just an intellectual knowledge of who he is. That's nice, but frankly can be meaningless. I'm talking about, do you know Jesus in a way that it has personally impacted your life, that his life has intersected with your life, and as a result, you not only know him, but you know the peace that he offers. That's what we're going to talk about. But before we do that, I want to pray for all of us once more. So here we go. Father, in the name of Jesus, give us peace. In every way we need it that we don't have. Teach us about peace. In in every way we need to learn it that we don't know. And make us peacemakers. For your glory. Our world is full of strife and tension and war and disunity. Lord, may we be known as people of peace. Begin in me. And Lord, in this moment, may my words reflect your peace and may my thoughts reflect your peace because they are of you and and lord may you use those words and those thoughts even to introduce someone today for the first time to you jesus the prince of peace lord change us because we've met here and we ask this in jesus name amen I'm going to take your copy of God's Word and and turn to the book of Micah. And it's important that you follow along because you you need to see this is not me making this stuff up. This is found in the Bible. And and His Word is is lasting and true and impacting in our lives. So we're going to be in Micah chapter 5. We're going to start reading in verse 1. And and I would strongly encourage you to find something to write with, whether that's a pen, pencil, lipstick, Crayola, mascara, your thumbs on your device, and, and something to write on. Because I I really believe there's going to be some practical help for us as we dive into the scriptures. Micah chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. Mobilize, marshal your troops. The enemy is laying siege to Jerusalem. They will strike Israel's leader in the face with a rod. Now, what's the context before we go any further? Micah is a prophet. You know what a prophet is in the Old Testament? It's someone who speaks the truth of God. The prophets would stand up to the people of of God, the children of Israel, and and they would say, thus saith the Lord. And it was powerful. It was impacting. And then the people would choose whether or not they were going to follow. And just a side note, 
I, I think in churches and in places like these, man, we need more prophets today that stand up and say, Thus saith the Lord, that, that proclaim the truth of Scripture and remind us what we've been talking about for several months, that what we do should not be based on how we feel about something, because our feelings can go up and down based on the day and life circumstances. What we do and how we live should be based on what we believe, and what we believe should be found in God's Word, what He has already told us. So Micah was a prophet. He was a contemporary of a real famous prophet, Isaiah, one of the, those large books in the Bible that speak of the coming of Christ. But he did the same thing Isaiah did, and every prophet did. They often talked about the coming judgment of God. And I need to remind you that while we're coming to celebrate Jesus as the Savior and the hope of the world, the one who forgives us of our sins, God is still a God of judgment. One day, everybody will stand and answer to whether or not they've begun that relationship that God's made possible through Jesus Christ that allows for the forgiveness of sins. And if that's not taken place, God's judgment will be enacted, which means there will be punishment for that sin. And whoever that is will be separated from God forever. And so in those days, the prophets would come and they would talk about the coming judgment. And it may be like a verse we just read, verse 1 of chapter 5, or, or most all of the verses before chapter 5 in Micah. And, and this is the summary of that. The Babylonians and the Assyrians, they're coming and they are going to kick your rear end. I mean, it's going to be bad. And, and so that's what you see in verse 1. But the prophets would always weave in a future hope. And God does that consistently. Aren't you thankful that God doesn't leave us without hope? If you're a part of any Bible study or church ever and all you hear about is the judgment or the anger of, of God and it doesn't lead you to the hope of God that comes through Jesus, then find another place to listen to God's word because they're leaving out the most important part. And Micah comes to the part of his story where he tells us about that hope. Listen to what he says in verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, you're only a small village among the people of Judah. And again, I have to stop because that verse, it really encourages me and it gives me a reminder. And here's the reminder. Our God specializes in doing great things from unexpected and sometimes even small places. Do you ever feel like a nobody from nowhere? You ever wonder if, if God could use you, if you could make a difference in the world? If there's any value in your life? Oh, this is a reminder that that's what God specializes in. Because it would have made much more sense if God would have said, Oh, oh you, oh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem had become a great city. Or, or even better still, oh, you, Rome. Rome was the center of the world. But no, he, he chose a little village, a small town, a place that wasn't on the map, but it was his plan. And by the way, his plan was consistent with what he had said all along. Since David, he had said that the line of David would be the one who would bring forth the hope and the king. So I want to remind you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your background, God may want to do something big in your life. Are you open to his plan or have you settled? Have you settled for what you can do? 
You know, in our society, we have this mantra, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And that may sound good, but that's not going to get you where God wants to take you. One of the problems of people who have followed God throughout history is that they're tempted to settle for good or even better. And that sometimes causes us to miss out on God's best. Are you pursuing God's best? Have, have you put your yes on a table in such a way that you'd say, God, I want what you want for me. You never know what he's got planned from little old you. And I feel that way about our church. Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. And you can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says The Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to The Barnabas Effect today. And now we continue with our message. You know, we're not a mega church, but God has chosen to bring a mega amount of nations to our church. He's given us a a unique makeup. We come from all over the world. And it strikes me, what if God would, would use this church that's really in, it's centered in, in this little city in the midst of Tampa, a metropolitan area, and what if he would use us to touch the nations for his glory? That's my prayer. That's why I hope you're a part of this body. That's what I'm praying for our future. Let's continue. Yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf. Now, who do you think it's talking about? Going to be born in Bethlehem and going to be a a ruler and he's been around from the beginning. Who's he talking about, church? You got it right. The reality is this is my opportunity for an annual reminder. You, You do understand Jesus did not just show up on the pages of the New Testament. He's not God Jr. that just appeared. No, Scripture teaches that Jesus has been around all along. From the beginning, or as this passage says, from the origin of time. And other passages say, from the ancient of days. Scripture talks about it again and again. Listen to one example from Psalm 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from beginning to end, you are God. Don't forget what Hebrews teaches us about Jesus. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's our eternal God. He's our everlasting God. And that makes a difference. It makes a difference in this subject. Because if Jesus is just not our present God, if he is our eternal God, that means he can give us not just present peace, he can give us Eternal peace. And all of that is what this passage is going to describe. That's who God is. Let's continue. The, the people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies under the, until the woman in labor gives birth. So the judgment is coming. It's going to be bad. And then there's going to be a birth. 
And then at last, the fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land, and he will stand to lead the flock with the Lord's strength and the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then the people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be the source of peace. That's our main verse. Did you catch that? The first part of verse 5. Look at it again. And he will be the source of peace. Let's say that together. And he will be the source of peace. The one who comes from Bethlehem, the one who is going to be the ruler, the everlasting ruler, he will be the source of peace. What have I been saying? Scripture teaches us that the source of peace is not a pill, nor a program, nor a philosophy. The source of peace is a person, and his name is Jesus. Scripture has a lot to say about peace. Uh, Like our lives, when you look in the world, it's not too hard to find a lack of peace. You find that in Scripture, too. Um, Sometimes I hear people say, well, I feel like Job. And I hear that from the gamut. I mean, sometimes they just had a flat tire. I feel like Job. But there are some people, uh, I've got friends, I even have folks in my family that just like, come on, Lord, how about a break? You know, they just seem to, everything does seem to be difficult for them. And it's a little more understandable when that kind of person says, man, I feel like Job everywhere I turn around. Now, I haven't ever met anybody that had it as bad as Job, just to tell you. But notice what Job says in chapter 3 and verse 26. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest. Only trouble comes. Now, don't raise your hands, but... I bet most of us would say we felt like that somewhere along the way. I just don't have peace. Maybe it's because of a relationship in your life, someone that you're not at peace with. Maybe it's because of circumstances. You just are constantly in agony and stress and anxiety and worry. Maybe it's, maybe it's completely spiritual. Maybe that's how you feel today. If so... Scripture offers us the help, remember? And he will be the source of peace. So who is he? Who is he, church? He's the one Isaiah was also prophesying about. Listen to this. For a child is born to us, a sign is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and what? Prince of Peace. And this is the same he that the angels are talking about when they appeared in Luke 2 and they say, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. The message of Christmas is that Jesus is your source of peace. Jesus is the king of kings. He's the one the prophet Micah is describing as the coming ruler and he's the only source of true and lasting peace. So we come back to that question. Is Jesus the ruler in your life today? Because if we're struggling with peace, what we're implying is there's at least an area of our life we're not allowing him to rule. I've come to realize this throughout my journey of life. Whoever or whatever rules your life That's what will determine whether or not you have peace. Let me illustrate that. If your family rules your life, 
Think about my family. If my family rules my life, what would you say about my family? Well, hopefully you'd say, oh, you have a beautiful family, and I do. You might say, you have a talented family, and I do. You might say, your family seems to get along, and we do. But you know how else you could describe us? You could say, you have a sinful family, and we are. And by the way, and you are. And so my family's made up of sinners. So if I'm looking to just my family for my peace, guess what? I'm going to be messed up. Some of you are all into your career or all into your education. And if that's going to be your source of peace, you're in trouble. Some of you have looked at what you can possess, your, your pile, the things you gain, and especially at times like this, you spend money you don't have to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't like. And then you wonder why you don't have peace. You, know, you can look at your bank account. Does that give you peace? Well, it may on one day. But it's not lasting peace, is it? What's your source of peace? Do you have peace? What is peace? In Scripture, that word, we find it hundreds of times. And in the Old Testament, it's always that, that familiar word, shalom. Say shalom. Yeah, I love that. I remember the first time I went to Israel, and my parents were with me, and we took them to this shop. And, and there in the shop, there was a little tile plate, and, and we're from South Carolina. If I know with my accent, you probably assumed I was from New York, but I, I'm from South Carolina. And, and there was a plaque that said, shalom, y'all. <laughs> I love that. Well, Salam means much more than just that feeling of peace. Salam, shalom means total welfare in every area of your life. And really, Tim Keller describes this well in his book, Generous Justice. He writes, shalom means complete reconciliation, a state of the fullest flourishing in every dimension, physical, emotional, social, and spiritual. And then that makes sense because... Uh, Scripture teaches us that there are three kinds of peace that cover everything about us. For example, there is spiritual peace. And then there's emotional peace. And then there's relational peace. And, and Scripture talks about eternal peace. And then it talks about internal peace. And external peace. And it talks about peace with God. And then it talks about the peace of God. And then it talks about peace with others. And all of these are encompassed in that word that we have. Even in Micah chapter 5, he will be the source of shalom, of total peace in your life. So whether you need financial peace or, or whether you need marital and relational peace or, or, or whether you need uh, corporate peace, whatever you're looking for, he is the source. I want to give you three truths before we wrap this up about our source of peace, our ruler, King Jesus. When Jesus rules your heart, first of all, you have peace with God. Say peace with God. That's your eternal or your spiritual peace. Now, that begs a question. Some of you are saying, hey, I'm all right. Why do I need peace with God? Let me tell you some bad news. When you were born, you were not born at peace with God. You just weren't. 
Because the Bible says all of us are born as sinners. And we're not sinners because of something we've done, though it doesn't take long even as a baby to start doing the wrong thing. We're sinners because that's just who we are. It's like a birthmark. It's, it's something we're stained or scarred with. That's the way we're created. And the Bible teaches that that sinfulness puts us at war with a holy God because holiness and sin can't be in the same room. They certainly can't be in the same life and everything be okay, right? So it literally says we're his enemy. We're at enmity with God. And so we do not have peace with God. We need peace with God. Because we do not have peace with God, one day that sinfulness, if it's left undealt with, will be punished. And the Bible even tells us what that looks like. It calls it death. And that punishment called death is in a place called hell. And it place, takes place forever. And, and the Bible teaches us that when we're punished for our sinfulness in that place called hell, we're separated from God forever. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. And join us weekdays at 9 a.m. for The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis on Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.